Worlds, it is Monday, January 8th, 2018, and welcome back to the Crystalline Loves Waffle Podcast, a podcast about anything. In today's show, we're going to be diving back into Design Talk, um, which is a segment that I created back in episode 4. This segment is mainly dedicated to those who are currently in design school or just freshly grads as junior graphic designers, and these are just some of my thoughts and advice that I wish I had known back way back when that I'd like to share with you guys. So it's like I'm pretty much talking to baby self, not baby self, but like past self. Um, and so yeah, we're doing this in, in into different parts because I don't want there to be design fatigue. And so for every episode of the design talk segment, we go through five um, things that I wish I could have known way back when. Just wanted to quickly apologize in advance. I am battling yet again another cold, and so I am sounding a little nasally. Um, so I just decided that I was going to do this because if I don't do this now, I won't be able to record it in a couple wait in a couple days or weeks. So I apologize if I sound like a little duck, but I will get through this. <laughs> and darn my immune system! It's the piece of sh- the most just like the worst thing ever. I think I need to live in a bubble, but it's fine. I'm here, and we're going do this so let's get to it so this first part might be a little unique to my situation only because of the journey that I have taken thus far in my career but I think it's worth sharing I like to encourage um, designers from all sorts of whatever the amount of time you've had in the industry I think it's really important to have a basic knowledge of your basic business acumen and I mean that in a way I mean because where I'm coming from is that you know from my world of market research and then from up until the role that I played recently it was really important for me to understand the lingo that my you know my colleagues and clients were speaking from you know it's Market research, it's like you want to understand market research, not just from opening a project and seeing seeing them as separate components versus as a whole. And then when it came to learning and development, you didn't want to look at it just from like the face value, like what you would, you know, tangible design elements. You want to think about all of the things that encompasses around the projects. And sometimes that means you do have to do research that's outside of the design world. And while I know some people tend to be like, but I'm a designer and I am just that. And (laughs) trust me, I used to be that person. But there is so much that comes out of learning things outside of your world. And I think it's just really important to just learn Some of those basic things, I mean, who knows what areas of business, um, it could be PR, finance, market research, whatever it might be, just learn a few things here and there, just your basic everyday lingo, so that when you're face-to-face with your client, it's like you know what they're talking about. For example, um, a couple years ago, I did a project for, um, I did an investor deck. And while I know that sounds kind of weird because it's like a PowerPoint presentation, it's not really so much about the PowerPoint that I'm focusing on. It's more about the storytelling component of it. Um, and that's where I actually really love and thrive in. Um, PowerPoint is just really a tool. Um, I have an actual, I have a podcast, um, dedicated to this, um, in the future, but anyways, so when we, when I was making, when I was creating this deck, I had to learn a lot about what investors like to see and hear and what are the really 
key words that would really resonate with investors. And none of that stuff really would have mattered to me had I just looked at it as a design project and been like, well, visual hierarchy and all of these other things and design principles 101. And while, yes, you should maintain the integrity of the design, it's also very important to learn, for me, for instance, what is it exactly is it that an investor is going to look at? I don't know if investors really care about the color the color palette or visual hierarchy. I think all they want to see is like the numbers and the trajectory and all of those things. And so it's good to understand these things just so that you can be a better designer in that way and you can better equip yourself as a designer to then talk to your client about your version, like how you see it and how they'll see it and then like how to merge it all together. Does that make sense? I hope it does. <laughs> In general, I just think it's really important for designers to sometimes get out of the design world and just do something else like cooking or hand lettering or being a bullet journal planner or I don't know, like blacksmithing, writing, crafts, like making things like, I don't, you know, whatever it is, like, I think it's great for a designer to be able to get out of the world every once in a while to learn something new. That way you can add something to your toolbox. The second thing that I wanted to mention is don't burn bridges. Oh my gosh, if there's anything that I've learned in the past, like five, what is it? Five years now? No, wait, when did I graduate? 2011? Seven years now? Holy crap. Wait, well, it'll be seven years in May. Anyways, holy shit, that's like a lot. Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I'm just making that realization at this very moment. Okay, anyway, so I do think that it is very, 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 not I think, it is very important to not burn bridges. No matter how, how crazy things can get or how anyone can you know crawl under your skin or just like whatever the case may be it is not a good idea to ever 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 burn bridges why because the industry is so tiny and i know that sounds silly but trust me on so many levels this industry is actually a lot smaller than you think and that's not me trying to scare you into thinking that you won't find a job or anything like that, but I'm saying people know other people because of networking, because of events, because of people being speakers or collaborating with other projects. Like, you never know who you might end up working with again or come across or whatever it is. So it is so, 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 so important to not burn bridges. I don't want to get in get into it in terms of examples because it might get too it might get a little too specific but no matter what industry you are in it is so much better to take the high road and if things are ending badly just deal with it as an adult as, an, as a mature adult as much as you can and as gracefully as you can because you really never know who that person might know who might end up like so for, so okay fine a very broad example so if you didn't like someone and you were just like f you i'm done and then you were out skis that person might be your next boss's friend or next colleague's friend or if you call that person for a reference like it's just ugh, it is just so bad so it's just always better to take the high road and just deal with things as gracefully as you can. Um, people will always have differences of opinions and all of that stuff and things might not always work out to your expectation and that's totally fine. Just, just you know, again, deal with it gracefully and 
professionally because you just really never know when you'll cross paths with that person. Of course, if you don't plan on ever working in the industry ever again, maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> but it's just not a good, it's just not good juju, you know? Just don't do it. So this next one is actually inspired by a couple of friends of mine who were struggling with the idea of, okay, well, I want to get into the design industry, but I don't exactly have work in my portfolio. Or I want to be able to, to bring in more of this specific kind of work, but I've never really had a client with this specific kind of work. Like, how do I get around all of that? Introducing case studies. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> okay, so case studies, what are they? So let me just go ahead and use an example. That way I can illustrate the picture a little bit better. So a couple years ago, I was like, man, I really want more infographic slash illustration projects, but I don't have any clients that want that kind of project or have asked me to do that kind of project. So how could I ever get something in my portfolio to show them that I like to do this? So I picked up a Skillshare class, um, not a promo or an ad, but I did pick up a Skillshare class. It was, I think, like a, uh, like a four-week class. And basically what I had to do is create some sort of infographic using Illustrator and textures and icons and all that fun stuff. Everything that I wanted to do in a project, I basically did a home project with. Um, so I made it, I created it, I fell in love with it, and put it in my portfolio. A couple months later, um, I had a client who was like, hey, I saw this project that you created on your website and we're looking for something like that. And I was like, what? Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> um, I got super duper duper excited and I actually ended up making the project very similar to the same way that I had made my home project for. And so that is that is one way of doing it. There are obviously multiple ways of doing it. You can create editorials, do a photography or a photo, a photo shoot or whatever is it that you want to do. No one's stopping you from creating mock-ups or just case studies. I like to call them case studies. I used to write them as personal, I'm using air quotes, personal projects on my portfolio, but then I just learned that case studies just sound better because what you're doing is you are looking at it by case by case and you are studying the the brand, the person, whatever it is, and you're just creating something out of it. And so that's such a great way to be able to tell the world that like, hey, I love doing it. I'm moderately good at doing it. Let me do it for you. <laughs> and if you're interested in seeing the actual project that I created for Skillshare um, and how that reflected over into a project, a real client project, if you go on my website, you're going to hear a little clicks here and there. If you go into my website and go down to, so chrisomchin.com and you go to portfolio, scroll down to digital illustrations, you'll find a project in there that says downtown LA and it's that modular square illustration. So that is a project that the client found that inspired him to then ask me to create, go back to the portfolio page, the Ampas Ampas A M P A S infograph. Um, it's the Academy by the Numbers, and so you can see how the two basically look the same. And I don't think I would have been able to get this project, or at least make it look that way, had I not done the case study. So it totally is worth it. It might not work the first time or the second time. It might not happen for a very long time. Who knows? But at least you're putting it out there into the ether that hey, I'm good at doing this, and I love doing it. So let me do it for you.
So this next thing that I wanted to share kind of goes in line with the second one that I mentioned about going outside of your design bubble, but learning how to be a good writer or a better writer if you're already good, but I think it's so, 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 so important to know how to write. <laughs> I know that sounds really, 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 really stupid, but, you know, me coming from the background that I have, I went to school for a brief hot second for my associate's degree, didn't touch any general ed classes or liberal arts studies or, or nothing like that. Like, I just went in, learned design, and came out, and I wasn't always a great writer to begin with, um, so that kind of held me back a little bit in my career, um, especially with email writing and creating project briefs and just, you know, all of these things that held me back, and it wasn't up until recently where my old manager, she is a fantastic writer, and I saw, like, the beauty in her emails, and I was like, man, you are so damn concise, and it's like, you know what you're saying, it's like, you know what you're writing, and it's like, it's beautifully put into words, like, how do you flow that way, and so, you know, through her and through other things that I use, um, I have, you know, trained myself to be a better writer in ways that, um, has helped me a lot now. Um, I can s totally see from way back when where my mistakes were. Um, I do like to use this app called Grammarly.com. I'm not sure if it's an app or so a website. It's the best thing on the planet. Um, I wish I had it when I was in college. Um, I literally run all of my blog posts, email, every, literally anything written. I run it through that because it does catch, well, I'm subscribed to the premium account, but the basic one can catch um, grammar errors, some basic spelling errors. Not that I can, not that I misspell things left and right, but uh, it's more so with grammar and when you subscribe to like the premium, I think you get like, it like helps you with your sentence forms and being concise and like removing certain words that don't really need to be there like the word really and like <laughs> like very so I do that a lot um so I think it's just really important it also just makes you again a well-rounded designer it's really really important to know great design and to also know how to write great and concise emails it's important you guys it's important and it's so funny because <laughs> As I'm re-listening to this, I like to use the word great and like a lot when I'm speaking. And so when you become a better writer and you're training yourself to be a better writer, I think, see, there I go again, the word think, um, it'll also help you become a better speaker. Um, so just, just, just a little, just a little tidbit there. And last but not least for this design segment part, um, Work with your hands, you guys, and I. you're probably like, what? Like, we already work with our hands. What are you talking about? <laughs> what I mean by working with your hands, I mean, there are so many new technology pieces coming out, and I really, really love to encourage people that but when you start, when you get a project, before jumping on the computer, sketch, draw, create something, research with books, going outside, going to libraries, going to wherever you need to get inspiration because not everything is done behind the computer. I mean, graphic design pioneers used to cut things and paste it. Like that's how they used to like actually cut things with exacto knives and paste it with glue. And if they had changes, they would have to take it back out and like team square rulers, like, oh my gosh. Like <laughs> they had to do things so manually that that was like the art of graphic design. And now with all of our tech pieces, which is all well and great in our programs, it's always just great to go back to 
old school sketching. Because sometimes some of your best ideas don't necessarily come in front of your computer. I mean, for me, my best ideas come from either showering. Um, I get my best of, <laughs> I get most of my ideas when I'm showering and I have to like get out of the shower and write it down and then jump back in. Um, sometimes when I'm about to fall asleep because my mind keeps running all the time with ideas, stuck in traffic. Like some when you're not behind a computer and you're just in and in you're just like analog, it's just the best way to do it. And just don't ever forget that, I guess. So yeah, that's that's my last one. <laughs> So I hope that you guys found that kind of helpful. If not, let me know how I could have been a little bit more helpful. <laughs> um, if you guys have any questions or ideas or feedback, go ahead and send them to me via my website. Or you can catch me on Instagram at chrislamchin, on Twitter also at chrislamchin. Basically, all my social media handles at chrislamchin. Um, you can also email me at chrislamchin at gmail.com. Um, wherever, however you can get in contact with me, I welcome all sorts of feedback and thoughts and opinions so send them over and as always if you've made it this far i heart you be kind to each other and i will see you next time bye hopefully i won't be sick <laughs>